Hello and welcome to another episode of My Soccer Story. My name is Joshua Doring. Thanks for joining me as I talk to people from across the world of soccer to learn about their journey and what the sport means to them. My guest today is Izzy Verdugo. Izzy is entering her fifth season as a member of the University of Wisconsin women's soccer team and has started every game for the Badgers the past three years. Our conversation covered everything from her getting called into the U18 U.S. women's national team camp to how she approaches playing different positions as well as changing positions during her college career and her experiences in the NCAA tournament. So sit back, relax, and listen as Izzy Verdugo shares her soccer story. Joining me today is University of Wisconsin defender, forward, utility player, Izzy Verdugo. (laughs) Izzy, thank you so much for taking the time to tell your soccer story. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Josh. I appreciate it. The first thing I always like to ask is for you, where do you feel like your soccer story began? Where did you kind of first get introduced or started interacting with the sport? Yeah, so I was about five years old. My mom loves telling a story. Um, I did soccer and gymnastics and, you know, it was coming around the time where soccer and gymnastics, the seasons met up at the same time. My mom's like, you got to pick one. And I'm like, I'm a soccer girl mom. And I'm like, I'm not doing gymnastics anymore. And so it's kind of just what I've stuck with. And, you know, I've always been, it's just been easy for me to pick it up. And so I think just as I've gotten older, I've learned more about it. And I think just the team aspect has always kept me, you know, in a stronghold with the sport because that's the most important part. Before we get into some of the specifics of your soccer journey, I wanted to ask you one non-soccer related question. You and I went to the same high school. Yeah. It is is not a typical high school experience. It's not. Yeah. It is for those who don't know one of, I think it might be the only one in the country or one of two that is three high schools on the same campus. What, what was that like for you, your PSEP experience? And how do you feel like that prepared you for college? Because that's how, how I was trying to explain to people is it's kind of like a mini college. And for you in particular, yeah. going to right massive public state university, meeting all kinds of people, I feel like being around so many people every day at PSEP and oh, you know, okay, I don't know this person, but this person I know knows yes. that person <laughs> yes. really helped me acclimate to college. Do you feel like it helped with your transition as well? Oh yeah, for sure. And it's funny because I talked to some of my teammates and it's honestly like, you know, when you have a fun fact, that's one of my fun facts. Like, exactly. oh, I, went to, yep. I went to a high school with 7,000 kids. What about right. you? And, um, it, it's honestly, I think it like prepares you because it is like a mini college campus. And I think in some ways that's kind of hard because, you know, with a smaller school, you know, there's so many people that you can meet, whereas it's such a big pool of people. And I think that's what soccer did for me is it gives you a group, you know, and unfortunately I wasn't able to play PSEP soccer, like with my club, we were only allowed to play club soccer, but I think soccer definitely gave me an out outside of PSEP being so big. And sometimes it's, you know, a scary daunting thing to walk into 7,000 kids and having classes with people you've never seen before. (laughs) So it's, it's definitely an experience and one that, you know, it's always fun to try to explain to people. (laughs) Definitely. uh, Yeah. That was always my fun fact as well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Before we're definitely going to talk a lot of Wisconsin soccer here before you ended up a Badger though, what was the beginning of your soccer career? Like you mentioned that you kind of made a decision early on 
this is going to be my sport. This is what I'm going to do. And obviously you got very, very good. What was, was that part of it? Like, was there a moment where you realized I don't just enjoy playing this sport, but I can do this at a high level where you started thinking college is the goal or playing professionally is the goal. Kind of where did that focus shift from just this being a sport to this becoming a professional, you know, potential professional pathway access to college scholarships, all of those kind of things that you are now starting to realize. Right. Um, so I think it's definitely when I switched clubs. So I was on the Canton Celtics, which I don't even know if that's still a club now. Um, but then I switched to the Hawks and the Hawks is a like, you know, renowned around oh, the U S it's a super great, you know, club for women. They've got the wolves on the other side for men. Um, and they kind of just read that mindset that, you are playing here to become a division one college athlete, a division one women's soccer player. And I think just being in that group with these like-minded coaches, like-minded people and players, it pushes you outside of the comfort zone. And truthfully, like when I started playing club, I had no idea. I didn't know you could go play college soccer. I didn't know that you could go play pro- professional soccer. That just wasn't something I even thought of. And I think being immersed in that culture, it makes you see, okay, I can keep up with this, you know, and, okay, I can maybe even excel at this. And so I think I owe a lot of where I am now to the Hawks and the club and my teammates. And it's just, I'm very grateful for that program and establishment to push me and show me where I can go. And that's here at Wisconsin and possibly playing professionally in the future. Was there a a moment within your Hawks career where you really kind of sat there and said, or whether it was, you know, like you just mentioned, I can do this or, you know, D1 is the goal. Was there a kind of a, a turning point for you or a, a a thing you can look back on where you really kind of zeroed in? Or was it more just like you kind of mentioned with the culture and just that was the way everybody was thinking. So you might as well think that way, too. Yeah. Um, well, I it's kind of a funny story. We did this one activity and I think we were 14 at the time. So super young. 13, 14. And one of our coaches said, okay, I want you guys to write down on a sheet of paper, your top schools. I forget who the coach was, but you know, all of us were like Duke, UNC, UCLA. And they're like, no, they're like, you're guys like you're 13. Like you're not going there. And I think it was like all of my class, my teammates, we're all like, we are good enough. And you know, about 12 of us went big 10. And so it's like, nope, like we can play at those big schools. And so I think sometimes it takes like a, it is, it was part of the culture. It takes like, takes a group to be like, we can do this. You know, if we want to play division one college, we are in the right place. We have the right people. So I think it was just kind of a collective measure that we all wanted that to be our team. And of course my team that I had, we ended up winning the ECNL national championship. So it was just an amazing group of people that I was with. And I think that helped push me to want to have that goal. Now, Outside of Wisconsin, the other thing I want to touch on real quickly is your experience at the U18 U.S. National Team Camp back in 2017. First of all, just what was that experience like? And the specific question I have is, what were the vibes like in that campus? Because you hear the, you know, the national team members now at the World Cup talking about this idea that the standards are so high and you are trying to just figure out how to fit into that when you're first getting called in did you feel that that intensity and this idea of this is just such a high level and the the talent is 
you know, the best in the world when you're talking about where you're trying to go and where all of these players you're meeting at this camp are trying to go. So I was just curious to kind of what, yeah. what were your vibes with that experience as well as just what you took away from it? Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned like, was there a specific moment, you know, talking about going to vision one and like, I have a vivid memory, a specific, specific moment of just wanting to be better, you know? Cause like, I felt like for the most part in club soccer, sometimes I just felt like I was surviving, you know? And so there's a moment where I remember playing and I was like, I'm gassed every time I run, you know, like I'm sick of feeling tired. And I went and I ran, I did more technical work and, you know, it paid off and I was able to go to national camp. And I think already having that mindset that I wanted to get better helped me a lot going into it, but it did. I felt like I was just kind of being thrown in and it's a very intense feeling, especially because a lot of the girls there have been with each other since you 14, you know, they've been at the national level for, you know, four years, five years. And so I went to the U18 national camp when I was 16. So I was already feeling like, you know, what am I doing here? You know, I just need to try to find my place. And I think what helped me a lot was just going with the flow. Cause at that point I was an outside back and I was playing left forward. So it was like, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, be asked about this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what I'm doing here. I went out there and I was just like, this is the, you know, honestly the opportunity of a lifetime for somebody in, you know, wanting to play division one soccer or, you know, a young girl playing soccer in general, like everybody wishes to have that. And so I think I just went in very grateful and accepting of all things that got thrown my way, but it is intimidating, you know, just because you don't know where you are. You don't really know who you're with, but it was also very eye-opening and it made me see what level I could potentially be at one day. Was there anything specific you took away from that camp as you continued in your soccer career that you kind of look back on still as sort of, I don't want to say maybe foundational, but a something that sticks out to you that playing at that level, getting that exposure kind of that you have carried with you. Yeah. So I think there are two things. One side of it is, you know, during club it's, you know, you maybe have a film session, you know, your practices, your fitness and stuff like that. But this was, it was basically a college environment for even hit college. And so it was, you had meetings, film, um, you know, other meetings, more film. And so I think it was, a more professional professional standing. And so I think that helps me a lot going into college because I already got an idea of what it really means to learn more about the game rather than, okay, thinking about, oh, I had a crappy pass in this game, do better. Whereas you're watching film, you're watching every second of you on the field. You're, you know, there's, there's so much more lingo that I didn't even know what it meant. And so um, I think just more the professional part of it. And also seeing myself being able to play in an environment like that, I think I've always taken with me that I can hold myself to a higher standard than maybe I even thought that I could. And even today, you know, if we're playing, you know, this upcoming season, we're going to be playing a UNC and Duke. And so they're at the top of the top. And so I think taking that into games like that and saying that I can hold my own in, you know, situations like that as well. Now you just alluded to it. You are preparing to suit up for the Wisconsin Badgers again. So very simply, let's start at the beginning. Why Wisconsin? How did you become a Badger? Yeah, so I was actually Michigan State Spartan my whole life. I loved Michigan State. I thought that's where I was going to end up. And when I was being recruited, they were like 14th of the Big Ten. So I was like, 
it's not really what I want. Um, and I, Paula and Tim had reached out, you know, through recruiting stuff. And I had taken a visit here and just fell in love with it. I mean, have you ever been to Madison or no? I have not. Well, um, you know, the campus is located on two lakes. You're in the middle of the capital. The athletic facilities are great. And I think it was just, I felt like I needed to get outside of my comfort zone. And this was the perfect place to do it. And, you know, coming into this, like the team had, you know, won big tens, been to the sweet 16s multiple years. And it was just an environment that I could push myself into new opportunities. So I was super excited about it and very grateful that I didn't even know what Wisconsin was. <laughs> so I didn't even, why are they talking to me? But I'm very grateful for it. So. Very cool. And you mentioned coming into this program that has this tremendous history and you're walking into what becomes a Big Ten title team there your first season. What right. was that part of it like for you just trying to figure out how to do the whole college thing and also figure out how to play at this level soccer wise. And also, Oh, by the way, you're on this excellent team that has big time ambitions. Right. Yeah. So it was, um, it was a lot to take in. That's for sure. I think my freshman year was like a war one. Like there's a lot of things that I couldn't even tell you that happened because I think it is tough freshman year. You kind of get in your own head sometimes. And, you know, I had been coming off a big injury. I had jaw surgery, the April before going to freshman year. So I was like, just started running again in June, beep test end of July. I was like, I just got to get on that field somehow. And um, yeah, freshman year was just, it was just a kind of like, you just got to go mentality. And I think that's all to the seniors at that point, because they were not going to back down and they weren't going to let anybody else on the team back down. And I think that mentality just kind of pushed you to keep going forward when it got really hard or, you know, the days got long. And I think the culture that Wisconsin has is just a gritty, keep going, you know, we're going to persevere. And I think that's what other teams see too. So I think that's why our team, you know, won the big 10 that year, you know, we have a very courageous attitude about everything. You go from kind of finding your role and getting acclimated on that team to becoming a, a regular starter, a key player, for this Wisconsin team, what has that or what was that transition like for you? Because I feel like it can kind of get glossed over of sure, you you know, you start, you know, getting a, a feel for things as a freshman. And obviously the idea is that as you become an upperclassman, you take on a bigger role and it's just kind of how things are. I have to imagine that there are some some difficulties and some challenges and some learning opportunities that come with that when all of a sudden, instead of having right? Those seniors and, and all of these players who are winning a big 10 title to lean on. You've got players now who are looking up to you as the person who's been around and who knows what it takes to compete in the big 10 and all of that. Right. So I think this year more than most, I'm really excited because from top to bottom, the, you know, fifth years like me to the freshmen, there is so much talent in the group. And I think with that, like the freshmen being so talented, it pushes people like the seniors and the graduates in the fifth years to be better leaders, because one, you want to show them the ropes. You want to show them like, okay, you guys are talented, but it also takes discipline. It takes hard work. It takes every recovery run back. It takes the details in the box. And I think that, you know, having such a stacked team, like we do, like I said, it pushes you to want to be better, not only for yourself, because, you know, you are still, you're fighting for a spot, regardless of if you're a four-year starter, three-year starter, 
you know, you're fighting for that spot. And I think that makes you want to be better for the team. And I think that just happens as, you know, the four years has gone on, you know, my sophomore year was a weird COVID year. That was, I don't even count that. I don't know what happened (laughs) that year. Um, Junior year, we made it to the Sweet 16. And I think you just kind of develop a leadership role. You know, people look up to you because you do the work, you've done it. And I don't know, it's, it's exciting. I'm really excited for this year. And I think we have a lot of great leadership roles and that just comes with experience. Do you feel like there was a, a point where you went from just trying to get a feel for things and, and settle in and feel like you can compete at the college level to the game starts to slow down? It's not just about surviving. You've kind of mentioned about that before where, okay, I'm starting to see more when I'm doing film. It's starting to click more. I'm seeing more on the field. What What is kind of the the tactical mental development been like during your time at Wisconsin? Yeah, so I think it probably happened for me around junior year. It's freshman year, like you said, you're just surviving. You're trying to get on the field. You're trying your best to do anything you can. Sophomore year, COVID was such a mess. And it was like, nobody really knew what was going on. We were playing indoors an hour and a half away. Like, it was just, I don't know. And then junior year was like the first real season where I felt like, okay, I'm starting, I'm making an impact. This is real. This is happening. And so I think it was just like, I don't know, you just got to go get a mentality. And I think that's when it starts to slow down because you also, this is your third time around, you know, the tactical stuff, you start to be, you know, more aware of it. You start to take it in more rather than running around just trying to you know, make a tackle or trying to get the ball at one point. Um, and I think that, you know, we see that a lot with the freshmen because you just, you want to make your best impact. You want to make, like, show what you can do. And I think it comes down to once you re- reach a certain stage, you know what you can do. The coaches know what you can do. And it all slows down eventually, tactically, mentally, physically. It's, you know, you become a lot more settled in. On the tactical side, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about that we talked briefly about before we started recording is your positional situation, your positional versatility, and specifically this idea of going from outside back to winger. It just, every team does things so differently now, and the outside back position has obviously evolved so much where you have teams that I don't even know if you can count Manchester City as having outside backs at this point because they just play in central <laughs> midfield and right. Crystal Dunn is not at a left back but she's playing left back for the U.S. Women's National Team. It, it goes right all these different approaches to that position. How do you yeah. sort of interpret that and how do you kind of go between those two positions? What do you feel like your role is when you're playing outside back and how is that different from winger and just I'm curious for your thoughts on the way that these positions has have evolved even in just the past few years, it feels like. Yeah. So I think for Wisconsin, especially with our formation and the way we play our outside backs, I think I'm kind of lucky in the sense from switching to outside back to winger, it's almost the same position, just 30 yards higher up on the field because we like really try to use, utilize our outside backs. You know, Paula is always saying, we call it GAC. So getting around the corner. And so she's always pushing the idea of getting around the corner and whether that's an outside back or a winger, it's gotta be one of them. And so I think it's just been, you know, trying to get used to having a different mindset as a winger versus an outside back, you know, as a winger, you're going to take more 
chances. You know, you want to be, you know, taking shots on goal. You want to be getting around the corner more. You want to be whatever it is. You're taking more chances compared to an outside back. You know, you're going to be a little more hesitant because you're right in front of the goal. Um, so, yeah, I think they're for us, at least they're almost the same position, just I think a different mindset. And so I think that's been my biggest thing trying to change is, you know, becoming more in an attacking mindset and taking more risks. How do you balance the defensive responsibilities of, and the differences between those two positions where, like you said, if you're playing outside back, you've got to be a lot more careful. The mistakes can be much more costly because they're closer to goal. Well, also you're trying to be forward thinking and expansive anyway in that position versus winger. It's, I would assume, right, more about pressing and positionally what you're doing to kind of help your defense. How do you right. navigate that part of it? And what what do you try and do to prepare yourself knowing that you have, I don't want to say less defensive responsibilities at winger, but maybe different defensive responsibilities? Yeah. So I think it's just goes back to the mindset thing. You know, I, I think sometimes switching positions so, so much <laughs> over the you know past four years, I feel like I sometimes get caught in, you know, one positional mindset, you know, where for instance, our wingers, we're still in a defensive mindset. Let's say, you know, the attack or like the opposing team has the ball. I'm on the, I'm a right winger. They have it on their right outside back. So on the other side of the field, I still have to talk into the defensive center mid so it's it's basically our mentality is just keep them one way so it's pretty much the same don't let them switch the point of attack keep them one way and that's how we defend together as a team so it's the same mindset just different players that you're trying to keep to one side of the field basically do you have at this point as you're beginning to look ahead and we'll talk about this in a minute toward your professional career do you have a position you prefer to play? Do you have one that you're trying to really showcase for the next level? Cause I know that can also be a, an interesting situation where you play one position in college and you get to the pro level and actually you're going to do this instead. Kind of how have you, or what are your thoughts on, on that part of it? Do you have a, a favorite position? Um, I would honestly, I would say I'm most comfortable with outside back outside, right back. I think, you know, that's what I played on club and for the most part during college. But I also feel like I'm at an advantage just because of how many different positions I've played and how much I've learned about each position. Because I think, you know, you know, you mentioned Crystal Dunn, you know, like so many of the national team players, even they're playing positions that they don't play in the NWSL. You know, it's I think being able to have that versatility can take you a long way. And I think going to the next level, I would just be grateful stepping on the field at all. So, you know, if they put me at goalie I'd be like you know what fine I'll learn it I don't care but so I think just being able to be versatile and willing to you know figure it out learn whatever position I think that's what I have to keep open mind about going back to college for a couple questions before we start looking ahead I'm also curious what has the world of NIL been like for you just generally you know, beginning of your college career, not a thing. All of a sudden in the middle, it becomes a thing. I feel like there's all these concerns about it, you know, taking focus away and being a distraction. And so I'm just curious from from your standpoint as you're interacting with your teammates and these opportunities are are opening up. What what has that been like and kind of how do you see NIL at this point? Yeah. 
So I think it definitely differs based on the sport. You know, um, you hear football and they're getting crazy money and we're like, you get a food deal with Uber Eats, you know? And so like, I'm very grateful that NIL is, you know, a possibility because I think it can take, you know, athletes a long way outside of even their sport and, you know, long after their sport even. And I know a lot of my teammates, I'm not super into the world of NIL, but I know a lot of my teammates have a lot of deals with, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. So they get free food and being an athlete, that's great because, you know, during season going from class to practice, you know, not having to pay for food and just picking it up is awesome. So I think that I I was originally in that thought process that it's going to take away from, you know, the pureness of college sports and, but I think it's really opened a lot of doors for people. And I think it's exciting where it's heading and taking a lot of athletes. My last Wisconsin specific question, and I'm just curious across the board at the college level for this. So I'm going to ask you, cause you can speak to it, at least on the soccer side, you've been to a couple of sweet 16s. You've played in the NCAA tournament as you're looking forward to the next season after a sweet 16 run, what do you feel like you can actually take away and apply from specifically NCAA tournament success? Because I feel like there's this tendency team goes on a run, probably an unexpected one in the NCAA tournament. And all of a sudden the next season they're, you know, getting all this preseason attention. All these players are back and especially in soccer, right? One weird thing, one goal, your season is over. Mm-hmm. It might've been that you had a perfect game plan that you played really well and just something unfortunate happened in the NCAA tournament. So how do you feel like you can carry an NCAA tournament run forward? How much stock do you put into that? What do you feel like you learn when you go, especially a second time where I'm sure there's value in the experience of just going through it. But through now it. that you've been through a couple, what do you feel like you've learned from the NCAA tournament specifically? I think it's, mostly the feeling that you get when you're there and it's it's truly like when I think of season time like it's important to take you know every game you know one game at a time but like that is the ultimate goal getting to NCAAs making a sweet 16 making an elite eight there is absolutely no feeling like being in the NCAAs because you know there's 64 teams left and every single team feels like they can win the national championship And so I think it's the feeling and being able to carry that into the next season and show the younger classmen that, yes, you have to take it, you know, each game because that's what gets you there. But that is the goal. And every college soccer player wants to have that experience and that feeling because that is truly the best time of the year. And so I think that, you know, whatever you do, you know, whatever run you make, I mean, for us, we made it to sweet 16, my junior year. And then last year, we didn't even make it into the NCAAs. I think you also have to take away that it's not guaranteed. So you have to work your butt off every game. And, you know, our team slogan this year is leave nothing to chance. And I think a lot of the times you take things for granted and, you know, you may not make a tackle at a specific moment. You know, a referee, you know, we had so many instances like this. We had so many offside goals or like goals taken back or, you know, crap goals against us. And, you know, you just want to give it your all so you can make it to that point. So I think it's the emotion that comes with it, but also not taking anything for granted because it, it's the best time. As you're also preparing for this season at Wisconsin, you're also trying to set yourself up for a professional career and the next step in your soccer journey. I'm, I wanted to just ask you, what does 
that part of it look like? Because obviously you're also very locked in on the season that you're you're getting ready to start and you know are playing preseason games now for and things like that. How do you kind of navigate both of those? And what what is that process? Because I feel like a lot of people don't see how you get from where you're a college soccer player, a, a well-respected one, to actually hearing your name called, for example, in an NWSL draft. What right. what do you kind of are hoping to get out of this year in that sense? And what do you just feel like that process is going to look like? Yeah, so with the process, it's, you know, it's always good to have your name out there, whether that be, you know, an open dialogue with your coach who, you know, knows other NWSL coaches or, you know, just stat packing. If you have a lot of good stats, people know your name already. And so I think that's also partially what I want to do this year. I think, you know, sometimes I think it's hard because I have played a lot of positions. So it's, I'm not in one position for the last four years that I've perfected and executed. But I also think that this is a chance for me to show my versatility and, you know, show that I have played every position in the book and I'm, I do well at it. And so I think just being able to take this, you know, whether I play forward or outside back, whatever six, being able to take this position and just show how well I can do with it. And if it's forward, you know, get around the corner, make some assists, score some goals, you know, just make an impact on the team and also show, you know, the incoming freshman this year, what it looks like to be able to go to an NCAA tournament. Cause I think with our class, we have such great leadership. We know what it takes to get to an NCAA tournament to win a big 10 championship. So I think just also, you know, leaving behind, you know, with our class, a legacy. And, you know, I think with that, you know, that helps you in the next level. So I think just trying to get my name out there more, whether it's, you know, with the stats or, you know, talking to people. So we'll see. (laughs) Final three questions I'd like to end with for any, for everybody. Number one, how do you feel like soccer has shaped you as a person off the field? Yeah. So I think that soccer and honestly, all kind of sports, you just have this unwavering dedication to not only because it, it, it is, it's like a job, not only to your job, your role in the field, but the people you're surrounded with, you know, you have complete trust in everybody. So I think you have this, you know, undeniable love for all your teammates. You know, you, you become such a grateful person. I'm so grateful for, you know, I, I think back now on my, you know, ECNL club days, I would, do anything to be back with those teammates too. You know, you gain such a great community and it's the same with these girls. I'm going to be so sad leaving these girls as well. And I think that you, like, I know leaving here, I will have such a great support group, you know, great dedication to not only soccer, but whatever comes next in, you know, my career. And, you know, after if I play professional soccer, then whatever my job is, I think that you are able to take criticism better. I know that in all aspects of life, because, you know, you get it every day, you know, you make a bad pass, people are going to tell you. So it's like, you got to take it. And I think that it makes you a stronger and tougher person. And I think a lot of things about soccer and athletics make you stronger for everything outside of soccer and athletics. So I'm very grateful for all of the amazing lessons that I've learned, you know, through my team and even just, you know, practice 
shooting drills, games, I think it all sets you up for success. And then do you have highlights or moments, memories, just a couple of things that from your career so far stand out to you as kind of mountaintop moments? Um, I think definitely when we won the Big Ten my freshman year. And I think, you know, I wasn't a starter, but I went on and played. And I, I think, you know, you learn that it doesn't matter if you play all 90 minutes, if you start, if you go on for 15, if you don't play at all, every single person impacts and plays a role in that. I think that was definitely a highlight to be a part of such a great team like that. Um, and then our game sophomore year during COVID against Rutgers in the big 10 semifinal. And it was like 75, sunny, beautiful, 7 PM. And it had, it was sunny. It had rained, it had hailed and it snowed all within 90 minutes. And it was a mess of a game and we had just skirted out with the win, but you know, it was such like, it was COVID. Nobody knew what was happening. The weather was crap. You know, like we had to travel that whole year and it was like, through it all, we persevered, we won, and unfortunately we lost in the Big Ten Championship. But, you know, it's it's those games where you just show true perseverance and grit throughout every possible scenario, and you come out winning, and it's a great feeling. And then finally, just keep this open-ended. Izzy, what does your soccer story mean to you? Um, it's funny. We did this group activity, and everybody had to send in what soccer means to you. And I pretty much just said, it's just who I am and I cannot imagine my life without it. And so I think that it has shaped me completely into the person I am today. You know, like I was mentioning, you just become stronger because of it. And I've gained so many friendships. You know, I love my teammates, you know, back from U8, I love them all to death. And so I think that it has given me this life that I could not even imagine. And I, I joke about it. I'm like, you know, if I didn't play soccer, like, would I even be in college? Like, I'm like, I don't know what I would be. I don't know what I would do. But it has given me a life that I can't even imagine. I travel the country with my best friends. You know, I stay active. I'm fit. You know, I love life more than, you know, I could have even comprehended. So it's, I don't know, means a lot. That's for sure. Very well said. Well, thank you so much, Izzy. Really appreciate you taking the time to share your soccer story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks again to Izzy for taking the time to chat. Be sure to subscribe to My Soccer Story wherever you listen to podcasts. The video version of each My Soccer Story episode is available on the Touchline Talk YouTube channel, and there's a written version at touchlinetalk.substack.com, so be sure to check those out as well. The podcast is taking a short break and will be back in a few weeks, so don't be alarmed if you don't see any new episodes in your feed for a little while. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Wow. <laughs>